Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yesterday, I reported on the strange request from Bishop Barron that would require new Catholic media to get a mandatum from the local bishop in order to quote-unquote teach the faith. In that video, I showed the, that the request is an extension of the requirement that John Paul II implemented, that lay theologians earn a mandatum from the bishop in order to teach theology in their dioceses. And in that video, I hope that I showed enough that the requirement being proposed by Bishop Barron and his like is actually pretty funny in general, given the heterodoxy of Bishop Barron's teaching, which is legendary. Today, we have an extension of that story coming from Church Militant about a cardinal who has told all of us to basically leave the Catholic Church. Because that's exactly what a bishop of the church should tell people to do, right? To leave the only means of salvation. Honestly, these people astonish me sometimes. And for those who are critical of the source because it's church militant, I did check with their cited sources and they are presenting the issue accurately. Not that I usually doubt church militant as a source. So let's have a look at that story because it betrays an attitude that isn't exactly new, but it does illustrate a very strange hypocrisy that is almost worth a good laugh in itself. The church militant story comes from an Italian news source whose name I'm about to butcher. Secolo d'Italia, which, judging from its tone, is a conservative Italian Catholic news source. The headline from Church Militant reads, Cardinal Tells Catholics Who Protest Pope to Become Protestants, by Jules Gomez. Yeah, that's the kind of advice a faithful bishop of the church should ever be giving, right? Fun fact, the Vatican spent literally years begging Luther and his coterie of heretical misfits to repent of their errors and rejoin the flock. If we're going to get called Protestants by proxy, it'd be nice to at least be given that kind of treatment. But I digress. The cardinal in question is Cardinal Bassetti, Italy's senior bishop. Here's what he had to say in his own words. Quote, Our Protestant brethren have neither the Pope nor the bishop. Everyone makes his own choices. I told someone that they could make the choice of becoming Protestant if you don't like the Catholic Church, if this boat is too narrow. End quote. Cardinal Bassetti is the president of the Episcopal Conference of Italy, and he told this to journalists on Saturday, the feast of the patron saint of journalism, St. Francis de Sales. He, of course, had more to say, though. Quote, Are you not comfortable with the current pontiff? If someone does not like this pope, say it because he is free to choose other ways. He told this to journalists who presumably had been asking tough questions about the current direction of the church. Now, the next part of the story is so rich that I have to quote it directly from Church Militant. And yes, we'll get to the Italian conservative source in a moment, but this is, again, just too good to pass up. Because that may be because I'm an American who sees a lot of American and British news media. I'll try not to laugh when I read this. Quote from Church Militant. Quote, At the Perugian press conference, Bassetti reiterated Pope Francis's message for the 54th World Communications Day on the theme so that you can tell and fix in memory. See Exodus chapter 10, verse 2, for where that comes from. 
remarking that the priest and the journalist are united by their ability to distinguish between what is good and less good. Sorry, because what is right and what is poisonous. The journalist, said the cardinal, becomes the voice if he can discern the cry of the least, of the poor and of those who have no voice. And so the journalist must be the herald of good tidings for the future. For it is important that the journalist be rich in values that guide his choices and his life. Healthy information represents a great service to the person and the community, and the media's role of communication is a vital service, even more so because people are not realizing it, the prelate asserted. End quote. You know, I always thought the role of the journalist was to report facts in their proper context, and to do much of anything else was to engage in some form of punditry. What he seems to call for here is a sort of activist class of journalism, and that's astonishing but not surprising. Most of the people who want an activist journalist class only support the existence and work of those who speak in a way that supports the position that they hold, or at least those that are critical of their opponents. But that isn't really surprising. There's nothing wrong with that kind of work if you're at least honest about it. But Francis himself spoke about journalism as well, and this gets to the heart of what both Bassetti and Bishop Barron were saying. But Francis needs to tread carefully here, because as American journalists have discovered, coining a new term to discredit your opponents can backfire spectacularly on you. And he just quoted the term, deep fake news. <laughs> Quoting Francis when he spoke to the journalists on the Feast of St. Francis de Sales, quote, In an age when falsification is increasingly sophisticated, reaching exponential levels, as in deep fake, we need wisdom to be able to welcome and create beautiful, true, and good stories. Not all stories are good stories, Francis noted, appealing for a deeper appreciation of the Bible as the story of stories and the great love story between God and humanity. And that's true. We may not even realize how greedy we have become for chatter and gossip, or how much violence and falsehood we are consuming. Often on communication platforms, instead of constructive stories which serve to strengthen social ties and the cultural fabric, we find destructive and provocative stories that wear down and break the fragile threads binding us together as a society. By patching together bits of unverified information, repeating banal and deceptively persuasive arguments, sending strident and hateful messages, we do not help to weave human history, but instead strip others of their dignity. End quote. So in other words, stop reporting the news that we don't like because it's divisive and not beautiful and true and good. I mean, he's calling people who are critical of him liars, I guess. And look, I do in a way kind of get it. I sometimes get asked why I don't report more good news. It's actually pretty simple. Whenever I ask people to send me good news stories, I usually get the equivalent of parish bake sale stories. Not stories of bishops standing up for the truth or, you know, general defense of the, of the actual faith. When these bigger good news stories come across my desk, I do try to report them. But most of the time, the news worth commenting and elaborating on is usually pretty negative in nature. Though if you do find a good news story that is, you know, appropriate to the audience, please send it my way. I do appreciate it. But let's get to the Italians. The source cited by Church Militant ended their coverage of this story with this brutal rebuke of this attitude. Now, for context, it is worth noting that in Europe, calling a pope by his birth name isn't a sign of disrespect as it is in the U.S., at least as far as I've heard. So quoting the Italian news source on this call for basically everyone who dares to be critical of the state of things, quote, It is an attack of unprecedented violence if we consider the role that Bassetti plays within the church. His is not in fact the outlet of anyone, but a full-blown invective of the president of the Italian bishops, 
something that looks like an excommunication. That Bergoglio and the Bergolians are not at all tolerant is a known thing. And as far as we know, in the Pope's inner circle, they don't go so subtle. Accelerating criticism in Bergoglio was the recent synod for the Amazon, considered by many to be disproportionate and out of place for the Church. The writer Antonio Sochi, in his latest book, The Market God, The Church and the Antichrist, accuses the Pope of flattening the gospel message to the ideologies of the world. And it recalls the book of the Russian philosopher Vladimir Soloviev, where the figure of the Antichrist is painted. End quote. <laughs> well, lad, that is a rebuke. I don't think that Francis is the Antichrist because, for starters, the Antichrist is a pretty well-defined figure in Catholic theology, and the Pope of Rome doesn't really fit the bill, at least not in my mind. And second, because the Antichrist will fool a lot more people than Francis has, to put it maybe a tad too bluntly. But the author of the Italian piece is correct. The lack of tolerance from the Vatican these days is a thing of legend. It is not a secret in the slightest, and we know that to that they have virtually no tolerance for the rigid worldview of the so-called conservative and so-called traditional Catholics, or who I'd rather just call faithful Catholics trying to navigate the stormy waters of the world on this rocky road of life. To lash out at those of us who worry about the impact the state of the Church is having on the salvation of souls is frankly astonishing. The striking thing about this, though, besides the absolute horror of a bishop of the Catholic Church actually telling someone to leave the only means of salvation, is that these maniacs in general only have a negative word about Protestantism when they're attacking Catholics who actually hold the timeless faith, who want the timeless faith, who want the faith as it has always been taught prior to the crisis of modernism, which kicked off at least 60 years ago and really kicked off and probably closer to 150 years ago. This is That's a pretty striking thing. Most of the time it's all kumbaya and hey, let's all share communion because it's no big deal, right? People of God, right? Forget that church militant stuff. But only when someone says, hey, what's being taught these days runs against the faith, do we get this kind of nonsense from the bishops. I suppose that we shouldn't really be surprised by this, but in the end it's a pretty standard response. This is frankly not the first time we've seen these kinds of statements from the modernist bishops, often paired with accusations of our being Protestants ourselves. All the while they celebrate Luther, put his face on stamps, they've commissioned statues of him, and they've said nice things about those who lead people astray with erroneous ideology. I'm looking at you, James Martin. I'm looking at you, Salt and Light. It would be funny if the consequences for what they're saying weren't so damnably serious. So do you have any idea why the Vatican cares so much about people pointing out the errors of this pontificate? Even acknowledging the existence of their critics validates their critics' position to some degree. It'd be better to ignore people, honestly. And in the grand scheme of things, few people read the news sites of these critical voices. Few people watch the YouTube videos of these kinds of voices, myself included. And few people buy the books or go to the conferences that focus on this kind of message. Again, that's all in the grand scheme of things. So why do they care so much? I'm honestly left stumped about this. Maybe they have a thin skin when it comes to criticism. Or maybe, just maybe, their consciences haunt them just a little bit. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein, and please keep praying for the church. Ave Maria.